adventure begins. Sitting there on your sofa, watching nerdy best friends, getting their ass kicked by a gigantic worm. Welcome fellow travelers to the Gaius Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully. And join us today as we discuss the critical obsession of Critical Role. Good afternoon, fellow travelers. So, with their break being almost over, we have two more days until they return to us for what feels like the conclusion of this campaign. I mean, they've been hinting at the end I mean, for, a for a while. while. I mean, they heavily hinted at this at C2E2. Now, they've been going, like, in total, Critical Role has been going since March of 2015. Mm-hmm. So, they're... Two years prior to this, they had a home game, which was a modified game based on 4, on D&D's 4th uh, uh, edition. Okay. Uh, they then, uh, apparently, because everybody in this community is friends, so Ashley Johnson was hanging out with Felicia Day. Okay. And was telling her about like their home game, and they're like, "Oh, it was supposed to be for like a bir- it was supposed to be for like Liam's birthday. It was like a one shot, and all that stuff." And Felicia's like, "Well, why don't you, why don't you guys just come over to my, my internet channel, and stream the game?" Mm-hmm. And so they decided that would be a great idea. They were a little reluctant to do it at first, but then they joined Geek and Sundry and started streaming uh, over there. On Twitch, was it Twitch at that point? No, probably not. I don't remember. I don't I, think it was, it was Twitch, Twitch at that I think time. It was just YouTube at that point. Uh, but they switched to Pathfinder, I think, for the first campaign. I could be wrong. I know that at some point either the home game was Pathfinder or the first campaign was a modified fourth fourth edition. But that went for two years until mm-hmm. uh, this time, 2017. Then we took a small break and came back. With the Mighty Nine. Yes. Now, as of yesterday, mm-hmm. it is their third year playing. So they have an additional year on their first campaign. So they've already been playing for three years now. Yeah, you mentioned that. And it's it doesn't crazy. feel it like doesn't, three years. It doesn't feel but, like three, we literally just got into the third year. But, I mean, it also does make sense because it ha- does have, like, what... A hundred and some odd. Well, the first season has 117 episodes, Mm -hmm. and we are on 120-something, 130-something episodes. Yeah. And for everybody who watches them, um, you can tell within Matt's storytelling that things are coming to a a head here soon. Yeah. Like, it's every episode feels like could this one be the end? Well, I, my personal um, prediction is it's going to be between five and ten episodes. That's what I'm saying, five and ten episodes, because I feel like nobody, all right, so we already had one death. We've had one, ma- spoilers, by the way, fellow travelers, spoilers are bound. So if you haven't seen newest episodes, we suggest going and listening to Danny Carr's Critical Role's Master Lore mm-hmm. uh, Master, and get caught up, and then listen to our episode. Which, um, by the way, that little animated thing that so they do good. is so good. So good. It's so good. Like, seriously. It's yeah, so good. I, I was, love that. 
I was super impressed with that. I'm just like, I want to wait for their, as we everybody knows, there's an anime coming out that has been mm-hmm. in the works for years, and we're supposed to get it here soon, but... Yeah, because I thought we were supposed to get that in uh, winter yeah. 2020. Yeah, well, you know, things happen. <laughs> I mean, I understand. Like a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, So, you I know, guess. things happen. But I enjoyed, I would be okay with just that little... That little, like, web webisodes. Yeah, those, that, like those that. are fun. They're so fun. I bet you they're done by Titmass. Probably. Probably done by Titmass. Um, but I feel like every episode lately feels like it could be the end. Like, I feel like also... Well, they, they really... There's gonna, I feel like there's going to be a big battle. And it's going to be between... Well, it's leading up to the big battle. Oh, and and again, again, this is... Um, Spoilerville. Going into spoilers. Mm. So they were just recently confronted by Lucian. Yes. Um, who, for those I who don't know, is Molly Mock. And... It's got to be hard for Taliesin, man. I... <sighs> Coming up with a character that is so beloved and then having to fight him. Well, I mean, it's... No offense. It's kind Caduceus? of... Is, I like Caduceus, but, but here's guy. here's the interesting thing. I think that he's not happy what happened to no. Molly Mock because the difference between his acting style yeah, between Molly Mock and Caduceus are like night and day. And here's the thing: it wasn't done on purposely. Done. Well, no, it, was it wasn't. All, it was all accidents and bad roles and just forgetting things so i mean that, i think he's that upset shit with happens that shit happens that's in the game that's, that's the game i think he's upset with himself well yeah but since they were finally confronted by lucian mm. um i think this next episode probably is going to be more um just role playing and um story I f- progression i was about to say i feel like it is going to be more story based um uh, story progression, yeah, because I think in the last episode we got lots of battle. Like, yeah, it was like most of the game was battle. Mm-hmm. So I think this episode, I don't think we're gonna get another big battle. I think I don't think until the end. I think no, actually, what I think will actually happen is they'll battle Lucian and his. Um, his I don't want to call them thralls because they're not really thralls, but. Um, his his minions. <laughs> yeah, the the people he's with. His cult followers. <laughs> I think they'll battle them, and then once they get to the major city, or actually they'll probably happen at the major city. It's gonna happen at the major city. Then whatever they're trying to release or get to, yeah, that's it, gonna be the this big is bad. Be like the Vecna battle at the yeah. end of the first season. Spoilers. <laughs> um. So I think that's going to what happens because i mean we battle they battled the giant red dragon in the first season and then mm-hmm. found out well that's not even the bad the big bad like like then they found out that vecna was the was the actual yeah. like actual bad guy so i feel like lucian is the mid boss mm-hmm. in a video game like you this is the pre-boss before you get to the 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 real bad guy i kind of view it you probably never played this there was a game called castlevania Curse. I oh think God. I know which one you're talking Curse about. Curse of something. Yes. Anyway, there's before you get to actually battle. I don't remember if it was Death or Dracula. I think it was Death in this game. Um, you had this weird guy who had really, really low swinging pants. Because I remember when this came out, we were like, 
we are not looking forward to people cosplaying to him <laughs> because I mean, really bad parachute pants. Oh no, no, no. They were super skin tight, but they started up at one corner and angled down and like literally like if, if a guy actually moved, like you're going to see the base of the peen, <laughs> like that's how close it was. Wow. But in this game, which it's been years since I played it, mm-hmm. um, you battled him, who he's a pain in the ass, and then you immediately went into like the big bad, which was I feel death. like honestly, that's and I feel gonna, like that's I what's going to happen. I think what's going to I feel like what, they're going to have to battle Lucian twice. Go battle Lucian as Lucian, and then and battle then possess Lucian, possess Lucian by the city, mm-hmm. because it, you can't battle a city. It's going to have to have some kind of vessel. And he's already, what are they, I forgot what they called him anyways. Oh yeah, yeah I can't I, remember. I for the, what the term is, but yeah. So they're going to probably pull like a Final Fantasy, like, yeah. you know, battling. Uh, for those who are a fan of Final Fantasy X, you have Seymour, and then Seymour goes into and like becomes like this mecha yeah, being. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that could happen. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's going to happen. Um, so, I mean, Critical Role is more than just a game now. They are a they are a they are a juggernaut in the world of TTRPGs. Now you would say they are not the only ones by far, and I want to say this: uh, Critical is not the end all be all of TTRPGs no. or TTRPG shows. There are countless, countless other shows that I we suggest you go and watch. Critical is wonderful; they are awesome, but they are not the gospel. No. Which brings me to uh, something that I haven't personally dealt with this, but I have heard other people have, and I've heard stories about this. I've read the Reddit uh, thing about it, and it is the Matt Mercer effect. Yes. And it is definitely a thing, and it's not a slight against him, because he had no control over this, but Mm -hmm. it is something that has happened due to their popularity. So what the Matt Mercer effect is, is that somebody who's new to TTRPGs or D&D starts watching Critical Role. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I want to play. So they get into a game or they get into an established game or somebody invites them. And then they get kind of butthurt because the DM isn't doing what Matt does or they're not. The group isn't playing like the group does at Critical Role. Yes. And they don't remember that those people are actually trained voice actors. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to put on an accent. Not everybody's a trained thespian. Like, no, they're just regular people playing a game. And so people get really upset that, oh, well, you're not doing that. That's not the way Matt does it. Yeah. And... People, and then DMs have a really hard time with those kinds of players and not don't know what to do. They don't know if they kick them out of the game or you have to... I, in my opinion, this is why I always have a game zero. Yes. And I, I give them expectations. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. These are the rules I follow. Do I incorporate a little bit from him? Sure, but I'm not going... I don't do what he... I can't. I can't never be at his level. And he doesn't even follow, quote, air quotes, mm-hmm. rules from D&D, even though I don't believe in them anyways, because they're a guideline and not a... You can't, well, it even says in the, the um, player's yes, handbook that it is these are guidelines. guidelines. These are not rules. So his what he does is, is, a, is a 
is a homebrew. Mm-hmm. Those are his house game, his house rules that he just like ports over to this. So I do have a problem with people who are like, well, well, that's not how Matt does it. I'm like, well, that's not how a lot of DMs do it. Well, I think there's a big, I'm, I'm saying big as being very, very understated. Yes. A very big divide between classic D&D players mm-hmm. and the new generation, new which generation. is more based on critical role and streaming yeah, and of all other, of that. Because there's, there's a lot. Because of you do have a lot of people who are very much rules lawyers and who very oh, much the, want the, to... The people that are, I want to win at D&D. You can't well, win D&D. I'm not even talking about that, <laughs> but you have the rules lawyers yeah. where, well, this is, I, I think the best example would be in the movie The Gamers. Yes. Oh, um, Brian. Brian, where he was best, so very much. much like, well, this is um, a part of the core rule book. So therefore, I can use easy. it, even though it doesn't really fit the world. Right. Um, so you have that aspect of it. But then you also oh, God, have the people, <laughs> the people who really want to just follow the module and right. play it out more like a movie right. as where people who are more apt to the critical role community really like to immerse themselves into the story and the go off on wild tangents yeah. and i think that's they, great those are the ones that want to go bake cookies for two hours yeah. after building an npc that you that they're gonna oh like i built this wonderful npc he's shadowy in the corner no we want to talk to the old drunk guy at the bar like, or or <laughs> convince a drunk to follow you in a campaign yes oh that one was so much fun it was fun though i'm glad you guys had fun with that because i was like going oh my god i have i have not personally like i said i have not personally experienced this yet everybody that i know that watches is a fairly Mm -hmm. experienced player Mm -hmm. and they know that that's not that's their game. And, and and Matt has said, if they weren't on stream or they weren't doing this live, mm-hmm. and they, they would still be playing this way at his kitchen table at home. I have seen, unfortunately, many arguments online about this. Yeah. But one thing that you have to remember as a player is that each game is different. Each set of people is different. Right. And the different personalities don't always mesh which is good and i think it's great that critical role has opened up the world of tabletop role playing to a wide audience because that not only opened up dungeons and dragons and pathfinder but also games like Like cthulhu Cthulhu and vampire the masquerade but you do have unfortunately that toxic fandom where this is the only way this is the the gatekeepers like this is the only Mm -hmm. way this, this, you can't do that. Like mm-hmm. they're the same people that like but, girls can't play D and D. But well, I'm not talking about that because <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about like the critical role gatekeepers oh, yes. clashing with mm-hmm. the classic gatekeepers. Yeah. And then there's the majority of us who are just like, like we can just we just play. play the damn game? We just want to roll some dice. So <laughs> I have seen that personally. Yeah. I've not experienced it because we have a fairly good play group that we yeah. play with, and which is hard to do because I mean mm-hmm. finding a fairly stable good play group is is hard these days especially because as i said personalities don't always mix they don't no 
No, and that's the, that's a reality. Mm-hmm. It happens, and you know what? The funny thing that that has even happened with them. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a, play, a player, uh, Orion. I forgot his last name, mm-hmm. but he was only on the first uh, season for twenty seven episodes. He played uh, Tiberius Stormwind, who was a dragonborn. Uh, I think it was a sorcerer. I think. Yeah. Uh, and he was the uh, he's the only player that Matt Mercer has ever kicked out of a game. But also another thing with especially new players, Mm -hmm. they need to realize that you're going to have a lot of people who like to try to do accents and they do it what I call a hack sense. And that's fine. Do it. And I think that's great. Um, It's not required. I I understand that sometimes it can be insulting, but you also have to remember the majority of people are not trained voice actors. They're not trained. They're not trained voice actors. They're not. They haven't been in animes and like they just want to do it to have fun. Yeah, you need to immerse yourself in the world that's being created. Have fun with it, but do keep an open mind because you may you may find out that what Matt Mercer does. You don't necessarily like playing that way, but you like playing this other way that another DM plays. Right. There's so many. I mm-hmm. mean, I myself, I he's one of my biggest heroes, but so is Chris Perkins. So mm-hmm. is Joe Magnamelli. Like, there's so many DMs out there. There were a dime a dozen. Yeah. Although I'm still trying to find a good catchphrase for how do you want to do this because uh-huh. that's just so good it's so good he's so good i have like, been playing around with like how to I let just, people finish monsters i know it's hard it's like being the captain in the new like in discovery where he's trying to like find out a catchphrase and it's just he's just not working like make it so like it like, just is the best one but no there's no he matt came up with one of the best yeah that's because the only other one i could think of was finish him i was just gonna say that, that's already been taken too right but i mean i think they really have opened and that's the big positive they really have opened up D D for a wide audience and the upside to that they is they made it very palatable the, the one of the big upsides that I noticed is we now have a lot more variety. Yes. Because you do have these people who are like, well, here's the core rule book, but I want to play an actual fae. Well, so yeah, yeah. people are creating these wonderful, um, I guess the word is ancillary yeah, products. The ancillary products. Um, that that allow people to play whatever they want to and i actually do think wizards of the coast is doing i can't believe i'm saying this a fairly good job <laughs> yeah by oh. introducing i know <laughs> i have i have a lot of issues with wizards of the coast I think a lot of people do um but introducing more characters um and more character types like i just played a satyr right and yeah, like, and that was I mean, it was fun it was amazing and, um, we're getting a new book here soon too we're gonna get an, uh, wizards is putting out a new campaign uh setting in february how did I miss that? Yeah, I like all I do now is read news because I'm not on social media right now. Oh. So like it goes to like top stories, then like a little entertainment, mm-hmm. then it goes right into like all the D and D stuff, and they're like, oh. and I'm just like, oh, that's great. I like how they do this. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I do coming out with that new campaign. Too. I do have a suspicion that in October, I think is it what it is, mm-hmm. um, because we usually get a, a campaign setting then too, mm-hmm. like uh, September, October ish. Yeah. Uh, I do think they will do another Magic the Gathering setting. I think so too. And I think they're going to do it with um, Innistrad. Ooh. Because we're oh, returning yes. to Innistrad yeah. in the Magic series. Yeah. 
but so the thing is, is Critical Role has not done has done more than just their mm-hmm. normal campaign. They have done loads of one shots. They have yeah. done a Doom one shot. They did Undeadwood, which was a Savage Lands mm-hmm. high western with with side note. Did you know that they they have like altered carbon uh-huh. RPG? Yes. I just discovered that. Yeah, it's very uh, cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to get it. We should get it and play it. We should. I'm 100 down with that, and then we can do an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done Honey Badger. Yeah, I'm not familiar with a lot of these. So Honey Badger is a heist uh, 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 one shot where they play like. Um, Didn't they do a B one too? Yeah, Honey Badger. Oh, was that yeah, what it they, is? Yeah, they're all like badgers and bears and like squirrels and like they're all like sentient. They're all like sentient like woodland creatures going after like a pot of gold, or isn't, not a pot of gold. Like isn't honey. that? That's the one that Marisha uh, damned. But don't isn't there another thing? I think it's called Humblewood. Maybe there is. I mean, they've done so many. I, mean, I want to say because there's Sam did Crash Pandas, which was a bunch of like panda uh, pandas mm-hmm. and raccoons and stuff in a race. Like they did a couple holiday ones. They did uh, Talison's Cthulhu. Cthulhu, and they also did a Vampire the Masquerade. Masquerade. So like, not only have they done have they opened up just regular D and D. Mm-hmm. But they're showing uh, the community you can do more than this. There's oh, yeah. more out there than just this, guys. They also did a, a Harry Potter inspired one. Did a Harry Potter. Laura did a Harry Potter. <laughs> Which I'm actually surprised someone hasn't created a Harry Potter I'm sure RPG. I'm sure it's out there. I would love to play that. I would love to play that. I actually, would totally I mean, honestly, do. If you watch, if you watch that one shot with Laura, I bet you can just go and find the rules that she used. Oh, I'm sure. And then you just do it. Well, I'm I mean, sure. I've I found D&D settings for numerous things, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it's out there. I mean, that's one of the reasons why D&D is so good is because you can you can use it for anything. Mm-hmm. It could be you you want this theme? Okay, so you bring it in and put it down and they have shown you mm-hmm. that this is possible. You can do anything. But they are more than that now. They're a what? They're an LLC now. So they're a non-for-profit organization. They are a well. Their non-profit is, is underneath, underneath Critical Role. Role. And then they have now a what? The publishing company that is making board games. They have. They're working. Yeah, that's um, yeah, Darrington Press. Yeah, I was. I was just thinking. Darrington wait Press. a minute. They are. They've been working with Dark Horse for forever with yeah. their origin story. So they have comic books, they have art books. So I mean, their empire, and I'm going to call it that because it's a. It's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. Is ever expanding. Yeah, especially with them going into the animation now. Animation, and they have their they have their hands in basically everything, mm-hmm. and it's it's a good thing. A little bit of a you know it could be a little wonky i can see i think it's a little the more more attention you have that you you bring brings good things and bad things the one thing i just don't want to happen and we kind of touched on this when we were talking before the the episode i don't want it to become a toxic fandom 
the way that Star Wars right. has and, gotten. Uh, I think, and that was something I was going to touch on, uh, is, a, is there are a, there's a big part of the community that feels like they own them. Mm-hmm. That they're upset because they made a decision to do something that is pertains to their own characters. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up an example in a couple of uh, episodes prior where um, Laura and Travis, uh, Jester and uh, Ford, uh, kiss. Mm-hmm. And finally make it official that they are a thing now. And the community became upset because that wasn't the ship yeah. that they wanted because they wanted Jester and Caleb. See, here's the thing with that one. To me, all but her. To me, it seemed out of character, personally. But at the same time, listen, man. If I was was a husband and wife in a game, and they were like, "I would want my husband to romance me in my D and D game." Well, that see, that was the point. Like, because I was I was watching, and I'm very much a casual critter fan right so like Which is different from me yeah i mean you're in the community in the yeah. community yeah. i'm like i enjoy it i watch it i watched that episode and i was kind of because i think i was on my phone mm-hmm. and i ended up looking up going where the fuck did this happen but the only thing i thought of after that mm-hmm. was "Ooh, someone getting late, late tonight. tonight and apparently <laughs> apparently he is th- travis william is that awkward in real life i can see that laura dumped him once or ghosted him yeah when they first met in college they were like together for a little while and then she ghosted him and then they got back they went to work together at funimation in Mm -hmm. texas and then then that's when they hooked up again Uh so like and then hey you know what I would want somebody if I was yeah. my partner was playing in a game with me mm-hmm. and there were two characters and that's what would happen and it came naturally yeah. I would want them to romance me. I mean the thing of it is as I said it did seem out of character for bit. me but at the same time because they are married because you know the there chemistry little, is there yeah, there's a little there was some stuff beforehand. Yeah. It, it really I thought it's, was cute. And it's their game. And who cares? Who cares? Um, I really get irritated because so you're angry the people because you you didn't like that it was not a a, whore, a a a big fandom that's also very much like that that they're angry that the people that they ship which I hate that term I do too but that's the term um, that's the term um, <laughs> is supernatural like people do you, are I don't want to spoil so angry do you hear how it ended I don't know, I, do you want me to you gonna watch it or do you want me to just say it? Spoilers. <sighs> Alright, this is supposed to be a critical role. Wait, hold on, gonna... hold on. Do we want to just edit this part out? Or do we want to talk about we it? We can talk about it, because okay. we're just talking about ships. So okay. yeah, that's a big thing because the biggest ship with them is was Jensen Ackles and mm-hmm. the guy who plays Castile. Yes. And spoiler, by the end of the se- uh, uh, of this show, mm-hmm. it happens. Wait, they actually hook up? Mm-hmm. Oh. At least that's what I read. So, I heard they didn't. I'll have to watch it again, but I thought that that's what I just read that they did. But I only got no, to like season two. I was like, Supernatural fans, hit us up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like the show, but, yeah, but like, there's they're 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 just as of a big big community as Crack Crawlers. I mean, 
Well, that that was just kind of when you mentioned like people were so angry about yeah. them getting together, and it wasn't what they wanted because I heard that they didn't get together. Maybe I, I have to read the read the article again because um, one of the big arguments I saw on TikTok was they were so pissed off that they catered to the cis white male, which that, that's something that I do have an issue with. Mm-hmm. That like if you don't get what you want, it's because X Y Z like. Right. They did this for a reason, like mm-hmm. what whatever reason it is. That's their thing. That's their thing. But that's the, that's the same thing with them. Mm-hmm. They wanted to do it. Yeah. This is in in perpetuity. This is their game. Mm-hmm. This is their game. This is nobody else's game. And plus, nobody- we already have like here's the thing, <laughs> like we already have Yasha and um, and, and Bo. Bo. Oh, I love it. I love there because Ashley yet again. Ashley's a. <laughs> Like we have, we have that romance. Who cares, cares about, about the, the other, other two? two? And we technically, even though Veth, which is Sam Regal, mm-hmm. who was not, is married to somebody in the game. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely a relationship between Veth and Caleb. Yes, you just like there is a like just like Bo and Caleb are hetero life mates. Yes. They are Silent Bob and Jay in this game. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they are. And yeah. so there's enough like interrelationship. So it didn't make any sense to me why people were so angry about this. And I'm like, in the end, this is their game. Yeah. The community has no say over what happens in this game. Mm-hmm. Because it would be no different if they were playing it back at Matt's house. Yeah. They would be playing it exactly the same. Except that they're doing it in front of a camera. Yeah. Like, that's it. So, like, I, I never, I don't, I hate that whole thing that because you support them, because you watch them, that you think that you have a say in how their game is played. No. You have absolutely no say. You have no rights whatsoever. Yeah. You're a willing partic- uh, spectator. That is it. I mean, here and here's the thing, like, I'm all for fan fiction. Mm-hmm. If you want that to happen, create a fan fiction. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty of fan art. There's plenty, you know, like, that's fine. But you don't have the right to say, to tell somebody how mm-hmm. they're supposed to play. Now, let's um, get off the the anger train here. Mm-hmm. Um, merchandise. Oh, my God. Their merch is so good. And as... Both of us know we have a quite a bit of it. We have given so much money to. Them. I have. I've been trying to get my studio, well, my library, which will be my studio, set up to do a to do YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I want to do is a Critical Role haul because of all the shit mm-hmm. that I've bought over the last mm-hmm. year. And me, I almost oh want that. Letter, I almost want that Letterman jacket, the expositor one. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about that one. It's still, it's still, it's still available. It's still available, and it's yeah. only hundred bucks. See, I keep on meaning to get one of the tankards, but they always sell out when I go to buy it. I bought a Stanley. It's about the same size and the same make. Yeah, we, but I like just, the fact honestly, that it says, "How do you want to do this?" You can get the leather wrap. It's cheaper. Put it on your own tankard. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's the leather part that just goes yeah. I know, it. I know it. Yeah, that just says, "How do you want to do it?" Too. I would just I get the leather thing and buy your own tankard. Mm-hmm. It's a lot cheaper. You could buy a silver tankard or, a, uh, like, a, you know, whatever uh, stainless steel tankard for probably yeah. a lot less money. Yeah, and be a maybe. lot bigger. 
<laughs> no, but I mean, those tankers would be for, yeah, I mean, the no. leather straps are going to be for that particular size tanker. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, no, I, I have the wallet. I have a hat, T-shirt, mm-hmm. sweater, stickers. I had stuff that the U.S. Post Office lost. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was not happy about that. Oh, uh, and let us not forget our... The Molly bag mock. of mini. Oh, the Molly Mock, yeah. The minis, the, the dice. Yeah, the dice. I have to say, the dice that I got, the um, Box Machina um, D20 set, mm. I don't like the way they roll. Mm, they're not balanced? I. They must not like me. I think they're fairly balanced, mm. but... I, I just think, about think getting, they're... I've been thinking about getting the DM ones, the ones that are made from that. I don't know. I don't I know. Just... If I was going to get any of them, I'd get the really nice Opalite ones. I was going to say, I do want the Opalite ones. The, I've heard good things sto- about the, that. The White Stone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I've heard good things about the Opalite. Because they're made by Level Up Dice, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're made by Level Up. So, like, their dice are pretty damn yeah. nice. I mean, they better be for almost 80 bucks for one Well, yeah. Dice. Um, let's see, what else did I get? I think, yeah, because I, I, I got, got their, stick. their, um, scroll, um, rolling mat. Oh, but it's not talking about um, their books. Yeah, they have, they their have campaign the, books. the campaign books. Yeah. I don't really consider that, like, I mean, you quote, can buy critical those. role. Yeah, you can buy those. Um, because, yeah, I do have, I have both Taldori and, um, Wild Mount. Wild Mount. Mm-hmm. But. And we both have their... Do we both? Yeah, we both have the comic books too, right? Yes, yeah, yes, the graphic novels. We still have to get the second, uh, uh, second volume of that. Yeah, and now they're starting. I've actually not started reading it. Now they have Mighty Nines Origins too coming out. Okay, see, I'd probably be more interested in that mainly because you've watched most of. This I season. watched more of the Mighty Nine. As I said, I'm a very casual, um, critical, critical, critical role fan. Kidder Curl. I will. I wanted to. That's another show. (laughs) I wanted to say casual critter, and then it just rolled into whatever that was. I mean, I I got a Frumpkin. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about Frumpkin. Frumpkin. We got Frumpkin. Like we we have a good amount of. They do really good with merchandising. Really, man, Laura and that merchandising. She is merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Tradition reminds me of Spaceballs. Spaceballs the cereal. Spaceballs. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. It's pretty much that. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'd be I'd be a little bit leery about getting the dice just because. Yeah. Personally, I'm not a fan gotten, of the ones that I have. Honestly, I've gotten so much dice and such oh, yeah. nice dice from other companies here in the last month or so that I'm just like no. <laughs> I have so many dice coming in this year. I'm probably I will eventually get more. I mean, man, they're those metal dice I got. Those are some nice dice. Those are nice dice. Which metal ones? The ones from Walmart. Oh, that's right. You did get those ones from Walmart. They are amazing. They are. Yeah, they I are. Have... They are well balanced. They, I mean, they're high variance. So I'm gonna get more. I'm gonna get more nat ones, but also more nat twenties. Yeah, because um, I have the Wormwood dice coming in, which I have a lot coming in in April. Mm-hmm. And then for the that. Infinite Black oh, yeah, um, Kickstarter, I purchased all, all of dice. them. So I've, I've been thinking about doing another Kickstarter here soon, just finding one that I like and backing so, it. So there is actually a new the um, company that does 
the Power Ranger uh, comics mm -hmm. are bringing out the Omnibus, the mm -hmm. Deluxe Editions, and they're doing yeah. an amazing thing with that. Yeah. But the problem is, like, in order to get all of them, you're spending $500. Yeah, now, granted, that, I, I have... Well, but here's the thing. Like, I have the Shatter the Grid, mm -hmm. the, the deluxe edition, mm -hmm. and that is super hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I think the cheapest you can find it is 80 bucks. Wow. But yeah, I mean, I will say amongst their game, the game is great. Their, their freaking merch is, is stellar. The quality is amazing. The quality is very good. I, they have a little the bit The dice of, bags, the, the yeah. uh, bag of many things or yeah. the bag of holding. Yeah. That is the shit yeah it really is they're, i would say that their quality is on their stuff is great and if anything ever happens to it they're really good about generally they're pretty good about mm -hmm. getting you taken care of yeah so like and they ship everywhere so that's our episode for this week what do you guys think about uh critical Role? are you a casual watcher like jameson or are you more into it like i am let us know over at oh midnight roll on twitter and instagram and join us next week as we talk to Dick Grayson about his costume choices. Ta-ta! Ta -ta. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.